ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen. And today, we are back with 32 Teams in 32 Days, episode number four, the last episode here in the NSC North Division. Um, if you guys missed yesterday's show, feel free to go check it out. We uh, covered the Minnesota Vikings. And since today we are covering the Chicago Bears, that also means that the pre two previous days we covered the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. It should be an exciting and a fun episode here today. The Chicago Bears are a very interesting team, have some interesting decisions with the number one pick in their this year's draft with them, um, and also veteran quarterbacks, defense, you name it, they probably got it. So without further ado, we can hop into the podcast. If you guys are new to the series, I will go over three key players that will lead us to our first trivia question slash ad break of the podcast. After that, um, when we come back, I'll have two key draft picks as well as two key free agent signings, in my opinion. That will lead us to trivia question number two, ad break number two. And then to come things back, we will have the keys to success, three keys to success, as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. Without further ado, let's hop right into it. So the first key player I have, I think is pretty obvious, Khalil Mack uh, for the Chicago Bears. Khalil Mack um, had a very solid career thus far, entering his eighth NFL season. His first four seasons were in Oakland, or now Las Vegas, and then his last year with the Chicago Bears. You know, this is um, one of the players that coming into Chicago had very high expectations. And in my opinion, I think his performance is actually kind of lacked and not met to where he's actually supposed to be. Um, with Oakland, he was in this high 70s with uh, tackles. And with Chicago, he's really hovered around the 50 tackle range. Sack-wise as well, um, 2015, 15 sacks, 2016, 17, 11. Um, he's had two of his three seasons in Chicago under 10 total sacks. So his production has definitely kind of went down. Now, still obviously a very good defensive linebacker in the NFL, but I think his expectation-wise has dropped significantly since coming to Chicago. He definitely needs to step it up a little bit more um, to help that Chicago team. He's still going to be the best player on the defense side of things, in my opinion, but he just needs to show what he's worth and show that getting him in the deal from uh, Las Vegas was actually worth it. I think he's going to have a solid year. I think this will be his best year in Chicago. There's a lot of good things going his way. They lost some linebackers in free agency. They have some younger guys in the defensive side of things. So I think this is really his year to shine and showcase what he's really able to do. Expect him to have an impact from game one, you know, and expect him to have an, an impact all the way to game 16 or 17 now, I should say, as long as he stays healthy. Moving on to my second key player, I put Justin Fields slash Andy Dalton because to be honest, I don't really know who's going to start at the quarterback position. For the purpose of this specific player, I'm going to talk about Andy Dalton because I'll talk a little bit more about Justin Fields a little later on in the podcast. So Andy Dalton, we all know, spent the majority of his career with the Bengals, went over to the Cowboys last year to be kind of the backup for Dak Prescott. Then Dak Prescott got hurt, uh, so Andy Dalton took over, and now he's on the Chicago Bears. I definitely think this is a questionable move by Chicago. I wasn't really a big fan of Andy Dalton to begin with, with his time in Cincinnati, um, and even with the Cowboys. You know, he really hasn't had any breakout years um, I'd say 2015 was his best year, um, where he had 3,250 yards, 25 touchdowns, and a rating of 106.3. Last year, had a rating of 87.3. The year before, 78.3. So really not eye-popping numbers. You know, I think it was interesting when they got rid of Trubisky, who's now on the Bills, um, and they kind of had the intention, I think, of having Andy Dalton be the starting quarterback. Fast forward to the draft, they draft Justin Fields with the 10th overall pick in their first-round selection. So... 
Definitely a lot of question marks there. But if Andy Dalton is the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, he definitely needs to do better than Mitchell Trubisky did. A lot of people in Chicago think of Mitchell Trubisky as a failure. I don't actually think he was a failure, and I don't think he's going to continue to be a failure. I actually think he's going to thrive more in uh, Buffalo or wherever he gets his next opportunity to go play in the NFL. I think this was a questionable move. I felt like there was better options that the, they could have targeted, and if they really wanted to get Andy Dalton um, or a co- better quarterback, they should have just waited like they did in the draft. Now, maybe it, they did, weren't expecting Justin Fields to fall back that high because they did trade up to get him. So a lot of question marks there, but whoever's the quarterback in Chicago needs to step up. You know, you got David Montgomery in the running game, Tariq Cohen here and there. You've got options like that, but you need somebody that's able to pass the ball to Allen Robinson, Cordero Patterson, those guys. You know, you need somebody, and even maybe a little bit more of a mobile quarterback. Trubisky is obviously more mobile than Andy Dalton. So very interesting by Chicago Bears um, with that. And then the final key player I have is uh, Eddie Jackson. Um, Fifth season or entering his fifth season here in the NFL, all with Chicago. I think as the year's gone on, he's actually, or as the year's gone on, rather, not the year, but as the years have gone on, he's gotten better and better. I think this is going to be his best season yet. Um, really, again, new players on the defensive side of things, got rid of some players in free agency. This is his time to shine alongside Cleo Mack. He's going to be going up against some of the better receivers in man coverage. Um, and if he needs to drop back in the zones, he can intercept the ball as well. Best year, 2018, six interceptions, 51 tackles, one sack. Um, I can see maybe some similar numbers there. Obviously, I think the tackles will go up more with Eddie Jackson. I think the interceptions could be around the five or six range as well. Basically, I feel like there's more opportunity for Eddie Jackson to sign um, or, you know, give a sign a good, good player kind of vibe. And so I really like Eddie Jackson this year, having the opportunity to shine through everything as well. That is going to lead us to our first trivia question slash ad break the podcast. The question is, what Chicago Bears player left the team before his own form, his own league? Jeez, I can't even speak. What Chicago Bears player left the Chicago Bears to go form his own league? The answer when we come back here on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, what Chicago Bears player left the Chicago Bears to go form his own league? If you got this correctly, I will give you the truth, like literally the podcast, because I had no idea who this was, and I know none of you probably got it right. Correct answer was Red Grange. Don't even know who that guy is. I just looked up Chicago Bears trivia questions and I found that. Thought it was very interesting. Moving on now to a couple key draft picks slash offseason moves that I liked for the Chicago Bears this year. First round pick, Justin Fields. I really like teams trading up to get guys they want. And I feel like a lot of times this happens that actually works out for them in the long run. So Justin Fields, uh, going into the 2021 draft, I didn't have him um, atop, you know, maybe the top three quarterbacks in the league um, or in the draft, I should say. Um, you know, some players or some experts like Mel Kuyper and them had them maybe as the number two or three quarterback. I had him more as a four or five. Um, not that I don't think that he's not good, but I think there's just been a bad history of Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL for the most part over the last couple of years. So kind of was hesitant there, but definitely has got tons of talent in the world. Very mobile, has a cannon, has a strength of an arm. I mean, this guy has got one of the best arms I've seen in a while. Throws the ball hard, kind of reminds me in throwing the football is Josh Allen. He's also very mobile, so I feel like he's going to be a very hit-or-miss quarterback. Chicago did the right thing by going out and getting the guy that they want. Still questionable if he is the starting quarterback week one. Um, why they got Andy Dalton, you know, maybe they just wanted him um, and they saw that Justin Fields was available or they wanted him as a veteran leadership and they were planning on drafting a quarterback maybe in the later rounds. But nonetheless, Justin Fields, 
quarterback first round of the Chicago Bears. If he gets to start week one, expect him to make an impact right away. And uh, I think he'll have a good career. Um, maybe this is a similar situation with Trubisky. Um, I don't know, because last time the Bears drafted a quarterback this high in the first round, um, they weren't too happy. So very interesting to see there. I really like their fourth round selection with Khalil Herbert, running back Virginia Tech. I had this guy as a second round, late second round uh, draft pick. You know, Khalil Herbert's got tons of attributes um, for him. He's nice and okay. That was not going to go really well. I was about to say he is nice and strong and lean built. Let's just forget that I was even going to think about saying that, but he's very prototypical running back in the NFL. He's got all the attributes he needs. He's quick. He's fast. He's strong. He's going to fight for the extra yards. Um, I mentioned in yesterday's podcast with Christian Darisau going to the Vikings in the first round. Virginia Tech, really good at running the football this year, going up against some of the best defenses in the NCAA. He kind of stood out. He was one of the main, well, obviously he was the main running back with Virginia Tech, but um, I think his game's going to translate really well. Why? Another reason why I like this pick, um, Chicago Bears love to run the football um, and play defense. A lot of teams, or I should say a lot, of, you know, the Vikings are also, even the Lions, well, not really the Lions, but the Vikings and the Bears, main two teams in the North that are going to run the football and ground and pound. This gives Montgomery and Cohen some breathing room, you know, Montgomery can't run every single play. And obviously there's more running backs um, as options. But if for some reason he gets hurt or there's another running back not able to get hurt, I believe Khalil Herbert can be a starting running back in the NFL someday. So there's definitely that capabilities there. You might lose Montgomery in free agency. It's happened before. So a lot of things going on there. And I think, you know, he will kind of give that impact in his rookie year. I do believe he'll play this year. I think he won't, you know, rush for 50 times a game, but maybe get four or five rushes a game give Montgomery a rest, and be a good running back in the NFL. Going with a couple of other players, free agent-wise, Desmond Trufant. Really like this pick um, by the, uh, um, not the pick, but free agent signing by the Bears. Trufant, better cornerback in the league, joining that secondary with Eddie Jackson as well. So, you know, playing all his career in the NFC, he's got that experience, you know, spent the majority of his career with the Falcons. Not necessarily known for his speed. Um, he definitely is able to keep up with some of the wide receivers. Not a number one cornerback, in my opinion. Um, but 2018, definitely, I think, was his best year. Had a career-high 66 tackles and five interceptions. So really good um, on that, um, you know, obviously stat-wise. And so maybe you can see something familiar like this with cornerbacks as, you know, they get older into their careers they're not as good as they used to be, so maybe that's a question mark there for Bears fans. But I think he'll be good enough, and I think he'll kind of fit the need. He's not going to be a pro bowler, and he's also not going to be the worst player on the team. So he's just going to do his job and do what he needs to do. Second free agent signing I liked was Jesse James, tight end from the Lions uh, played last year. I like Jesse James a lot. I think the Bears were smart to go out and get Jesse James, staying in the division. He knows how this uh, Chicago Bears offense works. You know, he played his first four careers or first first four years of his career with Steelers. Um, again, not a eye popping tight end. I don't think he's going to rank in you know being the best tight ends in the league. But alongside Cole Komet and some of those other tight ends, he'll do his job. Great run blocker as well. Great run blocking tight end. I feel like it's kind of hard to find those in the NFL. Um, so really great at run blocking, which is going to help that offense in Montgomery and even Khalil. Um, and then when you know need be whether it's in the play-action bootleg or whether it's in, you know, just regular passes, he'll be there as an option for uh, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, whoever's the quarterback to get the football to. 
big situations, third and shorts, he's going to be there. So really like that signing by going out and getting him. This also can put some pressure off Cole Komet. And, you know, Jesse James kind of having that veteran leadership, you know, entering his seventh NFL season, which honestly is pretty good for a tight end. A lot of tight ends don't last too long because of the wear and tear they put on their body. Um, even look at Rob Gronkowski. Now he's in the league still, but, you know, he took some time off. He wasn't like playing for 55 years like Tom Brady is. But, you know, it, it does wear on a lot of tight ends. So having that veteran leadership definitely will help younger tight ends and even players like Cole Komet. So I really like the Bears going out and getting that free agent signing. That's going to lead us to our second trivia question and final ad break of the podcast. And the question is, how many Super Bowls do the Chicago Bears have? How many Super Bowls do the Chicago Bears have? The answer, when we come back here only on The Truth. Welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, how many Super Bowls do the Chicago Bears have? They have won. They won it in 1986. Moving on to the final portion of the podcast, I'm going to go over my three keys to success for the Bears as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. First key to success I have for the Bears is the defense is going to win uh, a Super Bowl for them. You know, they're not known for their offensive powers like the Rodgers um, offense or the Chiefs offense. I don't know why I said the Rodgers offense. I meant to say the Packers offense, uh, Chiefs offense, you know, not known for their offensive showcase. They're NFC North ground and pound team. They're known for running the football and defense. In my opinion, it's better to have a better defense than offense because defense can score for you where offense can't stop for you. So defense wins championships. It's always been my philosophy throughout um, all the years. And having a defense like they do um, with some younger pieces, some newer faces, and some older veterans um, really can make an impact week one. Every single year that the Chicago Bears have made the playoffs or even made a run for the playoffs, the defense has stepped up in a tremendous way. I've watched Viking Bears games where the scores are 13 to 10. Um, you know, those are defensive games, and they happen a lot with the Chicago Bears. They want to beat you on defense. That's their goal, because if they beat you on defense, they know that they can beat you on offense. So if they can stick to what they've been doing, uh, the Chicago Bears at defense, I'm saying, um, as they've been doing, I really expect them to have a good year this year. Um, you know, they definitely need some production from the offense. You know, whoever the quarterback is, the running backs, the wide receivers, um, even the offensive line, they got a better offensive line than a lot of teams in the NFL. But um, it all revolves around the defense. And I think the defense is going to do well, so I think the Bears might do well. You'll see my predictions in a little bit. Maybe maybe they won't. You never know. QB situation. I don't know the QB situation. You know, I did some research on it before, before obviously the podcast when I was doing my research for every single team. But I don't really know entirely their quarterback situation. I feel like more reports sometimes are saying Dalton. Other reports are saying Fields. Other reports are saying Dalton, then Fields. Other reports are saying Fields and Dolphin or Dalton's. Dalton, geez. Um, you know, I think it can go hit or miss, and I think it can go either way. I wouldn't be surprised if they start Fields, but I really don't think they will unless there's a need to because I think they want to kind of start with Dalton, you know, having the experience in the NFL and that leadership, and then maybe transition over to fields if Dalton's is struggling. But regardless, they need a good quarterback. You know, you got to have a good quarterback in the NFL. So I almost always put the quarterback as one of the key players because in the real out, the real of everything, like the quarterback's the main position on offense. You know, everything revolves around him. Passing game, running game, play action game, screen game, everything revolves around the quarterback. So they need to figure out the quarterback situation and if one thing isn't working, especially early on in the year, bite it in the butt early on instead of waiting until week 14 or week 15 to do it. So 
I can and I do maybe expect a swap if Dalton starts and then they start to struggle, then Fields or Fields starts to struggle, then Dalton. Whatever the situation is, they need to address the quarterback position, and they did, but they need to figure out who's going to help lead the Bears to the playoffs and even the Super Bowl. And then the final key to success I have is stick to the running game. They're going to run the ball a lot. You know, there might be a team that went, that runs the ball 25, 30 times a game. They want to play defense and run the football, especially if Justin Fields is a quarterback because, you know, every rookie quarterback wants to feel comfortable and wants to feel safe in a way. You know, if you rush a young quarterback in the NFL by making him pass the ball all the time, it puts more pressure on him. But if you're able to establish the running game, um, even the play action game, it helps get the quarterback more comfortable and you're able to see better results than if you just rush them. And now sometimes quarterbacks just go into the passing game like Patrick Mahomes and act like they're veterans. But a lot of the times they need to settle in because the NFL is definitely a different experience from the NCAA or college football. So really hone in on it, run the football, don't give up on the game running game. If it's the third quarter, you're down 14. You trust your defense, you win your game with the defense and run the game by running the ball. You can pass. I'm not saying don't pass, but especially, especially if Justin Fields is the quarterback, you need to establish the running game. As far as predictions go, seven and nine. I think the NFC North and third in the division. I think the NFC North is just a little bit too tough for the Bears at this point. I don't really think um, their offense is as established as they need to be. I think they're one of the worst offenses in the NFL and so with that reason alone, I think the defense will keep them in a lot of games, but sometimes it's just not enough. You know, the defense can only do so much and there needs to be more options addressed on the offensive side of things. Have them finishing third, um, but I can see them finishing second, you know, behind the Packers, obviously. I mean, the Vikings are going to win the division. The Bears finish second. Like, come on now. But anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of 32 Teams in 32 Days. We have officially finished the NFC North division. Tomorrow, I believe we're starting with the Bengals in the AFC North. I know we're in the AFC North. I'm pretty sure it's the Bengals. If you missed yesterday's or the days before we covered the Packers, Lions, and the Vikings, follow me on The Truth at The Truth. Well, let me pull it up because I just made Twitter. The Truth as one on Twitter. Uh, you'll find the latest podcast updates and news for The Truth. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you guys have a safe and happy day. And uh, I'll talk to you guys in the next one. As always, take care. Peace out. Peace out.